You're listening to Wholesaling Inc., episode number 652. And then, you know, I had done my research beforehand. That's that's one thing I also do recommend is do a lot of research on it before you go on your appointments. Don't waste your time. This is game-changing information guaranteed to raise your real estate wholesaling business with actionable steps you can take immediately to navigate the ins and outs of wholesaling and start making money today. Join us as we put our guests in the hot seat and dive deep to dissect their strategies for success to enable you to duplicate their results. You're listening to Wholesaling Inc., the only show dedicated to making you a fortune in wholesaling. Welcome, everybody, to the Wholesaling Inc. podcast, America's number one podcast for new real estate investors, where we know that finding discounted properties is the most proven path to financial freedom. I am your host, Brent Daniels, Mr. TTP, and I am telling you this, if I can do it, so can you. So let's get started. Let's break open this podcast with a quote, and this is going to blend perfectly into the conversation we're going to have on this podcast, okay? It takes the same energy to think small as it does to think big. So dream big and think bigger. And that's by Shark Tank, Damon John. And that is perfect because the the guys that I'm interviewing on this podcast, they are thinking big and they prove their big thinking by doing big deals. And that is why it is my absolute pleasure to introduce from Southern New Hampshire. Oh my gosh, this is the first from Southern New Hampshire, Ken and John Fothergill. Say hello to everybody, guys. Hey guys, how's it going? How you doing, TTP? Here we go. So let's open this up, guys. So tell us a little bit about you before we go in and start breaking down some of your deals that you've got cooking. You've got one that that just closed that was phenomenal, and it's a great, great breakdown. It's going to help out a lot of people walking through everything that was going on with that deal. But also, you've got some that are pending right now that are going to be closing that are absolutely massive. So who are you guys? Tell us your story. Yeah, sure. So uh, Ken... We were actually brothers four years apart. I've always kind of been in sales and, um, you know, always, you know, tried to start things on the side and was always kind of interested in real estate. And, um, you know, I had my last job. I moved down to Austin, Texas for uh, basically working for a medical device company and doing a lot of their trade shows and running that and running operations and doing sales training. And, well, just like a lot of people, COVID happened. COVID happened. So really, you know, with trade shows, a lot of it, it is it crowds, you know, 20,000 people. And we're touching faces, you know, doing this stuff. So that was kind of, you know, it, it stopped. So after, uh, after you know, taking a little bit of time off and really rethinking my life, I, I was talking to my brother, which we, again, we've been looking into real estate for quite a bit now. So, you know, we started looking into how we're going to build our rental portfolio and and stuff like that. And, you know, what we found out was, well, what better way to build your rental portfolio than to source your own deal and be the guy at the real estate meetups that has the deals and then be able to pick and choose. So, you know, we started reading some books on wholesaling, kind of starting getting the idea, listening to, you know, Wholesaling Inc. I mean, it's, it's all I listen to now. I am listening to the radio anymore. It's just constantly listening to this podcast. And so finally, we decided to take the leap of TTP. And man, I got my money back real quick. Let's just put it that way. It became almost like an obsession. It, it, it was an exciting feeling knowing that 
I have a chance of financial freedom and also, you know, being able to do it with my brother and having a ton of fun doing it. So that, that's kind of how I got into doing this. That's I mean, listen, here's the thing. I think that people find it really underrated to just listen to incredible podcasts or incredible audibles or whatever it is like getting that in your mind every single day. All of a sudden you start seeing opportunities that you didn't see before. I remember listening to this podcast, Wholesaling Inc., just as a just finding it, just looking on iTunes finding it and starting to listen to it. And I was listening to Tom Kroll and I was like, oh my gosh. And by the time I like, like took a breath, I'd listened to like 15 episodes and I was like, what is going on here? And then, you know, I started implementing and then all of a sudden, all the things that they were talking about, I was doing. And then all of a sudden it was successful. So I think that, you know, right there, it's a, it's a wonderful just kind of coaching point that says, stop, stop all the other garbage from getting into your head and just pour in the really good stuff that is going to be productive and, and feed that obsession, that professional obsession that you have for uh, being an entrepreneur, for going out there and being proactive and finding opportunities. And the other thing, Ken, is, and you hit it right on the head, listen, you want to build a rental portfolio? You want to build a really robust rental portfolio where you get a ton of equity from day one? Source the deal. Don't wait for a realtor to send it to you. Don't wait for it to like, uh, you know, some neighbor selling and you just walk by with your dog and you kind of chat it up. Go out and attack it and find the those deals. So that's perfect. So how did you transition professionally? Because I know, John, you're still in the mix. You're still in your nine to five. You're making that transition now. What's your plan, John? How do you get, what is your your work balance with wholesaling real estate and working full-time? Yeah, absolutely. You know, when it really comes down to it, you know, working full-time and doing the wholesaling on the side, I think it really just comes down to the importance of uh, blocking time off, right? Having a strict schedule every week that's dedicated, you know, to your craft, right? Obviously, I'm not going to be able to dedicate 40, 50, 60 hours a week like Kenny is, but I do find time every day to make time in my schedule to do what I have to do to support Kenny, help build this business. So I think what it really just comes down to is just time management and being consistent about it, right? So, you know, blocking your time off and and making sure that you know, I'm available for him when he needs me It is super important because, you know, if, if you're just picking random times, to, you know, I'm going to make calls on Wednesday and then a couple days go by and I'm going to make calls on this day and you don't have a, a plan or time blocks, uh, I think you're going to find yourself getting kind of lost and, and, and you're going to lose a lot of productivity that way. So I've kind of just built it in off of my work schedule. Whereas, like I said, I have, you know, blocked off times every day where I can dedicate 100% of my focus, you know, to the real estate side of things. I love it. And then how do you guys work together? You know what I mean? Have you guys thought when you guys are both going full time at this, are you guys going to split the roles? I think that this is really important to talk about because there's a lot of uh, married couples that are working together. There's a lot of family that's working together. There's people that just have, you know, just partnerships that are working to together that, you know, they, they either split up the roles or they both do kind of all of it and kind of see how it shakes up. How are you guys doing it? And on top of that, how do you do it successfully so that you don't kill each other? You know what I mean? And so that you keep a good relationship moving forward, because that's the most important thing. But how are you guys divvying up the business? How are you guys splitting it up? Well, I'll be honest. um, We have been asked this. And uh, it's funny because 
you know, me and him, we, we bashed heads a lot when we were younger. I mean, we're, we were still close and stuff like that, but we're brothers. It's always that competition thing. It's always, you know, I know you can do this, but I'm going to do this better and stuff like that. And, we're, you know, we're kind of very different people. You know, he's more of the go-getter, you know, the more dominant in situations where I'm more of the analyzer. It's a, it's a very healthy yin and yang type of thing, which that's why we kind of had that light go off where we're like, man, we could be really dangerous. You know, because we fill each other's voids. Advice for those people that, you know, want to do a partnership with a sibling or wife or husband or, or even a friend is write down in the beginning, you know, what you guys want to accomplish and, and what you're doing it for. You know, always come back to your roots. You know, we're, we're doing this so that are our own lives for, with financial freedom, but we also want to take a lot of people with us. You know, we want to be able to give people situations where they can be successful and be able to make a difference or just be able to do the things that we want to do, you know, in, in yep. life. And we just have to sometimes pluck ourselves out, you know, look at it from a third person point of view. You know, if we have a disagreement and be like, all right, wait a second. All right. You came into this to have fun. Yes. Make money and make ripples out there, but, but have fun and, and, and basically have our lives be interesting and worth living. Yeah, you sometimes just you just got to bring it back a little bit, pump the brakes, you know, put it in neutral and talk and communicate. And uh, yeah, you know, practice that because, you know, if you don't, things can go awry, you know, and um, you can have disagreements, which could break the bond. But I feel like we've gotten closer since we've done this. And, you know, we compliment each other really well. That's why, no, John, what does the family think? Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it was, you know, at, at first... You know, they were like, you guys are doing what? <laughs> you know, they didn't know what we were doing. And, you know, our mom's been at the same job for 33 years, right? And so she was like, what are you guys doing? She kind of didn't really understand it. So, you know, she was kind of a little bit, little bit timid at first. And our, our dad, you know, he's been an entrepreneur for before so he kind of understood a little bit more but i think it was just you know getting to understand you know what our goal is our end goal is and and showing them that this is our best possible path to where we actually want to be you know we're not going to get to where we want to be working for somebody else right so obviously was you know kind of a little bit of shock to them at first but once they saw that you know our first check they're like okay Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. So yeah, it was a little bit of a, a shock to them at first, but you know, now that we've had some success, you know, I think that they have come around and say, you know, are starting to see what we see. I love it. I love it. And when did you guys like officially start? When did you guys really start making the calls and get going? Cause I don't feel like it was that long ago. It wasn't that long ago. I think we joined, uh, we joined TTP, I think the beginning of November. And then I started getting into it and, um, you know, I didn't really go hard into it until probably uh, after the holidays. You know, I kind of had some, some things planned, some trips. Obviously, the holidays were around. So December was a, li a little bit different. But I'd say Gen 1 is when I was like, all right, time block. Let's go, you know, wake up, do my yoga, get up, make my breakfast, you know, just start that day early. And since I've done that, it's changed. And, you know, things are starting to come through now. You know, those things that I started doing um, back at the, you know, Q4 of last year, you know, now I'm starting to get calls back. Now I'm starting to get, you know, people that are starting to have conversations with me. So it's just really sticking to it. Um, and yeah, we haven't been doing this too long. And, you know, one deal on the books, one now under contract and, and one hopefully um, under contract. 
extract on the 23rd, which I think should be a good one. A really good one. The beautiful thing about this process is I've seen it since the beginning. You were on every other Tuesday, the TTP family in the TTP um, program, we do a live support call. And Ken was like, hey, can you, comp, can you comp this deal? And I was like, yeah, absolutely. Let's take a look at this thing. He goes, it's a little bit different. So when we're comping this live, I'm screen sharing it in front of everybody. And you're like, and I was like, what does he want for this? And I was like, oh, you better lock this up. And you better lock it up right now. Drive there, get off this call, drive there and lock it up. And that's what you did. And you locked it up. And so let's talk about that. Let's talk about this deal. So let's let's open this up. So you got this lead from calling them? Uh, this one was actually, it was actually a driving. It was actually a driving lead. I spent a lot of my time calling, but this one, luckily it was, it was more of a driving for dollars one. I did make a call, but they they ended up uh, responding to one of the postcards uh, I I was using uh, Deal Machine. I don't know if I can name drop there. Absolutely, um, yep. Yeah, they um you know they they responded back to our postcard. You know they had mentioned that the place had been vacant for 15 years, which it definitely looked like it. You know they've been paying taxes on something that they're not generating any income from. You know the grass was four feet tall. There was an old sailboat in there. It was just a very, very niche property. I mean, like one of the one of the parts of the buildings, there was vines crawling through the actual thing. I mean, it was totally uninhabitable. And um, so we went over. Uh, I had, you know, taken all my pictures, had my conversations with them. But the main thing was, I really asked them, you know, all right, so you know, why you why are you looking to get rid of this? You know, I kind of had the feeling, but you know, you kind of want to go in with a servant's heart. You know, you kind of want to go in, not like, all right, so what, what can I make here? What can I make? You know, can we make this a deal? It was more about tuning into them. And this gentleman, you know, uh, we, we talked a lot. I mean, you know, we, we had a lot of good conversations and, you know, the, that barrier just came down. And, and then we started talking about price, you know? And so I asked him, like, all right, so that's your situation. Fantastic. Yep, I get that. Absolutely. You know, kind of reaffirming everything with him. And I go, all right, so, you know, what are you looking to, what are you looking to part with this for? He had mentioned a number. He had mentioned about 275. And then, you know, I had done my research beforehand. That's, that's one thing I also do recommend is do a lot of research on it before you go on your appointments. Don't waste your time. When you say that, Ken, what do you mean? Like expand on that, help people out. What do you mean research? Because people can go down a rabbit hole with research before they even pre-qualify them. You know oh, yeah. what I mean? But you had already pre-qualified. So let's just set this straight. Listen, everybody, if you're just listening to this and, and you've heard me say this a million times, I apologize, but this is for people that don't know. Every single lead you have, pre-qualify them based on the four pillars, which is condition of the property, timeline to sell, motivation to sell, and their price. You figure those four things out, which Ken already knew. Ken knew, Ken was looking, he, he's talking to this guy. The condition is it's it's empty, it's been beat up, there's vines in it, it's nobody's, it, it's uninhabitable. There is, uh, they wanna sell it now, right? Their timeline's shortened, they're, they're getting to the process where 15 years vacants, uh, finally, finally, they hit the, they're, they're ready to sell this thing and uh, their motivation is it, it's, a, it's a burden to them. They're paying, were they paying property taxes? Oh yeah. Yeah, in a, in a nice area. So there were, I couldn't imagine. And and but, then yeah. he gave you the price, 275. 275. And then, um, you know, we, we kind of talked a little bit more. And, so and then, then real contact. quick, just, to, just so that I don't get you off track, because I went, I got on my soapbox there. So the research that you do, what do you do research-wise to make sure that you understand enough about this property to feel confident? Uh, 
I would say what you said, you know, I go by CTMP, man, condition timeline motivation price, uh, for sure. You know, I kind of write that down, you know, every phone call, I just do CTMP and then right next to it, which each, which each one is, you know, make sure it's a deal before you get in your car and drive there. That's time that you could be spending on the phone. But yeah, that, that's kind of the, like, I, I also, you know, beyond that, you know, once I yeah, had good conversations with them, I looked at the gist, um, you know, I looked at everything that I possibly could, you know, surrounding homes, around it, you know, comps, trying to figure out my ARV, all that stuff. But yeah, definitely hit those four points. That's so key. It's so key. You waste a lot of time if, if you don't get those, you know, make sure you get those before you guys go out on those appointments. So during these this time of COVID, did you meet face-to-face with them? Was it all over the phone? How did that work? Most of it was over the phone. But when I went there, you know, obviously I, I get out of the car with a mask. You know, I usually judge it based off them. I, I don't get near them. I stay my six feet apart. I try and keep it just safe no matter what. You know, even if they're comfortable not having a mask on, I still keep mine on just in case. You know, just in case. Because it shows that you're looking out for their best interest too. You know, you're looking out there for their health. Awesome. Awesome. So uh, you meet with them and well, you're doing a lot on the phone. You meet, do you just give them 275? What'd you end up? Uh, what'd you no, do? I said, it's, I said it's 275 below as you can go. And he said, no. And I go, well, you know, I mean, what are you comfortable with parting ways with this for? Uh, then he mentioned 250. So I actually didn't even mention any numbers. It was all just asking him questions. And I, we got him down to 250, which I thought was fair. You know, it, it was it was actually in the good part of the window of, of our of our max offer. It was it was plenty good. Um, we found out that, um, you know, basically ARV was around 430. So we looked at 250 as, you know, that's pretty good considering it needed 100 grand worth of work. Incredible. And so that's what you locked it up for? You locked it up for 250. Correct. Okay. So you lock it up for 250. This property's vacant. Do you get, does he give you a key to the door? Do you put a lockbox on it? Like, how do you get access to this thing? How do you take pictures? How yeah, do you get your actually, buyers in there? Oh, yeah. So what we did was, um, you know, we actually we got, we got a lockbox for it, made sure we had the keys. I mean, it, it was a it was a residential commercial with like a, you know, a three-bay garage on it. So we needed like four keys. But yeah, we had that lockbox there. We set up two showings. Uh, which also had to be COVID friendly. You know, you had to kind of let one person go through. And luckily, you know, the traffic came just nicely for us. It flowed very nice, you know, so we could, you know, there wasn't just one rush of a lot of people. But yeah, that's that's kind of how we did that. Got it. So when you open it, what did you do? Did you email blast it to your buyers? Did you pick up the phone and call people? Because this one, this one was this one was a little bit wacky because it was a residential commercial. I mean, it was like what was he running? It was like an old shop or something, right? Yeah, like an old yeah. auto shop with like a house, like old yeah. school. Yeah, uh, he uh, he owned an old paving company out of there, so there's old paving company equipment everywhere. Like my brother mentioned, it was zone, uh, commercial residential. So by having that commercial piece to it, it made it more of a little bit of a, a niche property. Where he, so, you know, not just your everyday home buyer is going to look at something that has, you know, a big commercial property on the side of it, right? So in this situation, what we did is uh, we actually leveraged a local real estate agent in our area who runs um, a lot of uh, real estate group meetups. So he's, he's really tied in with the investor community down here. Uh, he specializes in, in house hackers. 
helping people, you know, buy multifamily houses. So what we did is, is we leveraged kind of his book of business to help move this property because we knew something like this is going to take a little bit extra. And us being new in the industry, not having a cash buyer list, you know, that's 5,000 people that, you know, I know a lot of the wholesalers that have been doing it for a lot of years, you know, their cash buyers list, are, you're looking at two, 3,000 4,000 people. We, we just weren't there yet. So with this property, like I said, we, we leveraged a local real estate agent to kind of get to his network and we're able to find a buyer kind of through him. So awesome. Real estate agents do play a part in this, believe it or not. They can be really great referrals and they can be really great, you know, contacts to have. You know, some people in wholesaling may think that they're kind of competitors in a way, I think, but we lean on them uh, in certain situations, you know, to, you know, for comps and, and like I said, for this property to find buyers. But there's definitely a lot of ways that you can you can leverage your local real estate agent market in wholesaling. So let me ask you this, John, how does the agent get paid in this situation? Yeah. So uh, in this situation, um, there was enough meat on the bone here where we were able to give them, a, you know, a small percentage of what we made. You know, we, we, we looked at it this way, right? He was able to move it up for us, you know, quicker than we would be able to move it. And it, with it being a niche property, you know, we knew that, you know, it was very important for us to find a buyer because there's not going to be a lot of them that are looking for a property like this. So for us, it was a small fee to pay to make sure that this deal closed, right? So uh, even though we did have to pay him a referral fee, with what we netted, it's really a small price to pay, honestly. Yeah, and really he earned a commission. You know, he earned a commission on the sale, which is fantastic. And and now you've got a fantastic relationship with him. And I think a lot of people when we're starting out in this business, I certainly was, I got a license because I was afraid to talk to realtors. I mean, I was young, I was like 22 or whatever. You know, I was like, oh my gosh, they're they have these, their their faces are on billboards and bus benches, and they're they're so fancy and they're in magazines and all these things. And then you realize, wait, they they pay for that. You know what I mean? It's, they yeah. just pay for that. They they want business. They literally 100% are working on commission and they want people like us out there hustling, finding deals because they have people that are ready to buy. They just don't want to go and find the deals. They're doing other things. They're listing homes and showing homes and all these other things. So do not be afraid of approaching real estate agents every single day or week or whatever it is. Add them to your list. I'm telling you, our big biggest deals, and I'm telling you this, our biggest deals always come from an agent bringing a buyer. So that is a great, great, great tip, guys. So you locked it up at 250. What'd you sell it for? Uh, we ended up selling it for 295. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then less the closing costs and the fee for our real estate agent, uh, we walked away with $38,415.50. Hold on one second. <laughs> Wait for that. Wait Look for that at that. <laughs> Starting in November. Now here we are and 38.5. We are rocking and rolling. Fantastic. And it was a bigger deal. You just split it with a real estate agent, which is really, really, really smart. You said one thing there though, closing costs. So you closed on this? So no, so there were, it was an, this was an assignment. Yeah. But there, there were some extra fees uh, from the title company that 
that we had to cover. With the agreement with the seller. Okay. Got it. Got it. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, Okay. And then what do you have pending right now? So right now we have one in Western Massachusetts. Are you talking about this next property? Yep. So that that one we just put under contract uh, Friday. Uh, I got my butt out there to Western Mass and signed that on Friday. We're just starting to basically push that now and have conversations with potential cash buyers. And then we also have one that I'm hoping will close on the 23rd. It's actually an old parsonage. For those of you who don't know what a parsonage is. I have no idea what that is. Yeah, we, I didn't need but it's, it's basically just a normal house. It's, it's where pastors stayed, usually next to the church. So we basically found that one. We, I had reached out through a call and uh, he goes, oh, so you're interested in the parsonage. Well, I didn't know what that was yet. <laughs> so I quickly Googled it. And then, yeah, we had more conversations. And, um, you know, again, CTMP uh, condition. It's basically, you know, it's, it's been totally gutted. You know, it's a four bedroom, one bath. I, it's funny because Zillow and Trulia came up with uh, an estimate of like 65,000, which I know that in those areas that don't have a lot of population, I know that the algorithm can be a little off, which it kind of was. But I ended up looking at it and I'm like, wow, there's like houses right across the street. We looked at it. So that was the next, that yeah, was like the next call we did. We, we pulled that one up yeah. and I was like, whoa, this <laughs> yeah. one's really bananas. Yeah, that one was a big one. And, you know, um, you know, we threw a really, really low offer. I'm hoping that he takes it. But going back to the one that we just we just put under contract, again, it's in Western Mass. Uh, it's a really beautiful neighborhood right next to a high school fire department. It, it was basically a flip that couldn't get finished. You know, so the, the guy called us, you know, his stress was life happened. You know, he was getting a little bit older. You know, he, he had just stuff that happened where he couldn't finish that. And it's totally understandable. And again, you know, dive deep with them into what, you know, how can we help you? You know, you can't really, you're going to make more deals if, if you're really just focusing on the person and their pains, you know, because you, you you build their trust, it shows you how to handle the situation. It was tough on him, you know, but I was, I was kind of there for him and I, I talked with him and, you know, it all, he almost kind of came to the point where he's like, you know, I, I want to go with you. You know, it was almost like a, a friend kind of thing. And it, it, it was really, it was really great. You know, and I told him, I go, well, let's see if, if we can, you know, get this off your mind as quick as possible. It's a really, really great property. I think ARV was probably below 200, and I put in the offer at um, at 85,000. And I'm pretty sure renovation costs are going to be anywhere from anywhere from 60. You can probably go up to 85 because it does have a whole top floor that could be a whole master bedroom, and you could you could really do a lot with this property. You know, the interesting thing about your market is the rehab costs are so much more because the houses were built in like the 1600s. Oh yeah, you know what I mean, it's incredible. Uh, different game up here. Yeah. Yep, yeah, sure. it really is incredible. So, John, as the driver, what does the next five years look like? Like, what's the vision? Yeah. So, over the next five years, we already have goals that we have set for this year of like how many transactions we want to do, uh, how much revenue we want to take in, and how many rentals we want to buy. You know, in five years, we would like to be at a point where we have a team of people, you know, that are doing more of the day-to-day stuff where, you know, there's always that adage of you can either work in your business or on your business, right? So in five years, like Kenny said earlier in the episode, our end goal is is to have passive income and have a rental portfolio, right? We would like to have it where we have a wholesale operation that is feeding our rental portfolio 
deals that's still profitable. So we want to be at a point where we're managing all of our portfolio, whether it be the wholesaling part, the, you know, the rehabs, the rentals, things like that. So uh, we're hoping to be in a position where, you know, we're, we're not doing so much of the day to day and we're doing more of the big picture, you know, where are we going to go from here kind of, kind of decision. So that's where I would like to see us in five years, a year from now, I didn't think I would be sitting here with you. So, I mean, it's kind of hard to forecast, you know, but here we yeah. are, brother. I love it. I love it, guys. How do people get a hold of you guys? What's the best way to reach out if they want to uh, squat up and connect with you in your markets or just say, hey, congratulations? How do, how do people get a hold of you? Yeah, and uh, feel free to reach out to me. I'm, I'm happy to help as I, as I, you know, I am still that person sometimes, you know, and, and a lot of people help me. But uh, you can reach me, uh, Kenny Fothergill, on Facebook. I also am on Instagram, KG Fothergill3. And um, uh, my email is kgfathergill3 at gmail. So spell your last to... name for everybody. Oh yeah, it's it's a, it's a sidewinder. All right, so my last name is spelled F O T H E R G I L L. Awesome, John. Uh, yeah, so you could reach me. Um, so John Fothergill on Facebook. It's for Instagram. It's J Fothergill10. And then uh, for email, it's just my first initial. So jfonagill10 at gmail.com. Awesome, guys. Awesome. awesome. You guys are cranking. I'm, I'm excited. I, You know, I love when you pop on to the support calls because it's like, oh, geez, what are they going to find next? It's going to be just a massive deal. And they didn't even tell you guys. They're, they're looking to lock up a deal for 50000 that's worth like 250, 300, it's going to be bananas. So you better lock that up. The next time oh, I see well. you coming up this next Tuesday, that better be locked up. Or wait, it's supposed to be locked up the 23rd. Anyway, yeah. you guys are phenomenal. Thank you for jumping on here. Uh, a resource that they gave you guys, everybody out there watching and listening, their Driving for Dollars app is Deal Machine, dealmachine.com. Make sure that you use the coupon code TTP. It's the biggest discount that they give. Um, we work really hard to get you guys the absolute best discounts or perks that we can with you know some of these resources and tools that everybody uses but they have in the app you can set up automatic postcards and mailers that goes out and that's how they got their first deal absolutely phenomenal guys check that out dealmachine.com and for anybody interested in joining the most proactive group in real estate investing it is the ttp program it is the ttp family go to wholesalinginc.com forward slash ttp that's wholesalinginc.com forward slash ttp scroll down check out the testimonials check out the success check out what it's about if it feels good in your gut Sign up for a call. I look forward to working with you personally. And that's it, guys. Great show. Thank you for being on here all the way from Southern New yeah. Hampshire, Nashua, really. And <laughs> thank you, guys. Thank hey, you guys for being on man. here. And everybody out there listening and watching, I encourage you, as always, to talk to people. Until next time, love you guys. See ya. That's all for this episode. Your next step to success is to continue the conversation over at wholesalinginc.com by joining the mailing list as well as get your chance to book a strategy session to learn the systems and become part of the tribe and work personally with one of our amazing coaches. We'll see you next episode with more ways to make you a fortune in wholesaling.